Mike, let us, let's pray real quick, right? Yes. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for this morning. We want to thank you thank for you, our amazing leader, Mr. Mike. And Holy Spirit, we know that you're going to move through him today. Give us the eyes to see and ears to hear the message from you today, Lord Jesus, that will forever radically transform our lives. Thank you for his leadership and thank you for his heart for our students and our youth. And continue to refresh his steps, Ms. Jackie's, and also Ms. Lisa's as she goes to take care of our kids. We are so grateful for their leadership and that they are making a generation that will change the world today and not tomorrow. Thank you, Jesus. And we as a church agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Morning, Grapevine. Oh, God's got a message today. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Ah. I thank you for all coming out today. Ah. might see right here are two simple coins. But it was a life journey. It was a sacrifice. There's a one-year chip. And the other chip right here was to finish the 12 steps. And uh, this message was birthed out of this. So, with that said, uh, let's uh, all, we've already prayed. Let's turn to Mark 14, verse 32 through 42. You know I love you guys, right? Okay. Thank you, Lord. Verse 32 says, Then they came to the place which was called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here a while. Sit here while I pray. Verse 33. And he took Peter, James, and John with him. And he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Verse 34, when he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch. Verse 35, he went a little further and he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. Verse 36, and he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not, not what I will, but what you will. Verse 37, then he came 
and found them asleep and said to him, said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Verse 38, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. 39, again, he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. Verse 40, and when he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy, and they did not know what to say to him. Then he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Arise, let us, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Let us review what took place in the beginning of chapter 14. I'm going to go through it real quick with you. First, it was the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Passover. The chief priest, the scribes, the teachers, were looking to arrest and kill Jesus. Jesus was blessed by a woman that had a very expensive alabaster of oil, perfume. He anointed his head. Those who were there I just want to stop for a second. In my notes of studying this, when the lady took that alabaster oil and broke it, Jesus knew what was taking place. Because you know why? Because it was from the Father. And the Father always gives the best for his son. Those who were with him, those who were with, with him, harshly rebuked and sharply re rebuked her for what she's done. But Jesus defended her by saying three simple words, leave her alone. Leave her alone. See, be still. Lazarus, come forth. Three words, people. Three words. Jesus knew what she was doing because... It came from the Father, and the Father always gives best for his son. The Passover and the preparation were taking place. They were all eating at the table, and then Jesus says, one of you will betray me. They began to be sorrowful, and each one of them said, is it I? Is it I? Then the Lord's Supper takes place. Communion. He took the bread, he blessed it, and broke it. Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many. And then they sung a hymn. Oh man, that jazzed me out when I read that. I was like, yes, there's worship going on after the communion. Yes, all right. Yes, yes, hallelujah. Uh, then Jesus said to all of you, 
will be made to stumble or fall because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. There was, there is a key point of scripture here that we can, we can spend some, there's a key point in the scripture we can spend time with. But God has led me to speak on Mark 14, 38. So let's go to verse 32 through 42. And what's taking place here. Uh, thank you, Lord. It starts with a place called Gethsemane. Gethsemane was, is a garden. It's in the Kidron Valley on the bottom of the Mount of Olives. Gethsemane, is in, the Gethsemane was in an olive grove. And the Hebrew word for Gethsemane was Gethsemane. That means oil press. Anybody know that? I was psyched when I heard that. I was like, okay, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. An oil press. Gethsemane is going to play a key part here because this is where Jesus is going to be pressed. Jesus recognized the hour is coming. Jesus prayed that he might be delivered from the suffering and death. In verse 36, he says, Father, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. His prayer spoke intimacy with the Father. And his focus on following God's will. By doing this, he was showing the disciples how to stand in the face of temptation. Not by sleeping, by submissive prayer. Yosemite acts as a double battleground here because there are two battles being fought. One is won and the other is lost. One battle shows human weakness and failure and the other battle shows struggle and victory. So, let's talk about the disciples and their comfort and their flesh being weak. So let me set the stage. There's Peter, James, and John. Three men fall asleep. It's dark. It's been a long day. And if you didn't know, that's the name of the message. A long day. They were surrounded by the shelter of the olive tree. They were in their environment. simple that Jesus left them instructions. It was more than instructions. It was a command to stay here and keep watch. How each of us are comfort and our flesh being weak. I'm in the same boat as you people. I'm just glad I'm not by myself. Sometimes I feel like 
I'm in the ocean. Somebody throw me a line. Jesus says, I already did. It's on your right. Oh, okay. Grab on hold and let me take you in. So, let me give you some scriptures here. Isaiah 40, verse 29, he says, He gives power to the weak and to those who, who might. Gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He, is, he, he increases strength. He increases strength. 2 Corinthians Chapter 12, verse 10. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmity, in my reproach, in my need, in my persecution, in my distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. In the NIV, it says, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insult, in hardship, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Christ covers it all. There's no excuse. Only your decision. That will you allow him to help you go through this? Or will you keep stiff-arming him away and say, I can do it. Let's talk about the flesh. Galatians verse 20, or Galatians verse 2, verse 20, excuse me. I have been crucified with Christ. If I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I live in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen? Oh. Galatians 5, 17 and 18. The flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary excuse me, to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Oh, we can go through all that, but I got... Some more stuff I have to talk about here. All right. Oh, Romans chapter 8, verse 4 through 8. I love this right here. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh. Hello. But according to the Spirit. Hallelujah. For, there, for those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh, but those who love, those, but for those who live according to the spirit, this the spirit, the spirit, the things of the spirit. One more time, okay. For to be carnal-minded is death, but to but to be spiritually-minded is life and peace. But the carnal-minded is enmity against God, for it is not subjected to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. There's some, some, some meat there. Mm. So let's go back. Disciples were told what to do. 
didn't. So, in their human strength and weakness of their flesh, the battle has been lost because they did not pray. seems easier than done when situations come up or arise that knowing that we can do it in ourselves. But what's Jesus say? Jesus was feeling the pressure of the hour. He watched and prayed and his spirit was willing. Psalms 143 verse 1. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give your ear to my supplication. In your faithfulness, answer me. And in your righteousness. Psalms 116, verse 2. Because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call upon him as long as I live. These were all taken out of the Old Testament. These are for us as well as if it was for Jesus and his disciples. So, in verse, we're going to go back to uh, Mark chapter 14, verse 33 and 34. Then he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he, then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrow, even to death. Stay here and watch. Some people interpret the scripture as if Jesus was asking his disciples to pray for him. But he is not. Jesus is looking elsewhere for his strength. Because he knows that he cannot rely on the disciples. Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Psalms 118, verse 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Mm. So, in verse forty. He went and returned. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. <clears throat> and verse uh, 37. She's got that up there. She got me. All right. <laughs> sorry. Uh, then he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not, could you not watch one hour? How many times as us, as adults, when we were kids, your mama used your first, 
your middle, and your last name. And then, the, and the, <laughs> you're in trouble, Peter. <laughs> he said, Simon Peter. But how many times that has that happened? And you get your attention because you did this. You said this. You did that. And, you know, it kind of brings, it, it brings attention saying that, okay, we're in trouble. Okay. But then, but listen, on verse 38, it says, watch and pray. Again, he didn't, he addressed the situation, but he said, watch and pray unless you fall into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He's already given them the antidote, saying whatever your situation that you're going through, I know it's been a long day. Verse 40. And then he returned. He found them asleep again. For their eyes were heavy. Their eyes were heavy. And they did not know what to say. When you're caught busted, there ain't nothing you can't say. Because now you can't get yourself out of it. Because if you used it, you abused it, and now it's done. So now you have to fess up and come forward. And you know what? They were like, they were, they were dumbfounded. They were like, yeah, we're man. Yep. But you know what? Their eyes were heavy. The disciples' weakness was their sleep. Our weakness are the things that we use to satisfy our flesh. And they come in many different forms, people. But Jesus continually encourages us. Not to give up, but warns us to watch and pray. In the situation that you're going through, watch and pray. In verse 41, then he, then he, then he came a third time and said to them, Are you... Still sleeping and resting enough. Christ says it's enough. I've taken you this far. It's not time to go back. He says, come closer. You know, there's various significance why he took Peter, James, and John and he left the eight. He wanted him to draw closer. Just as Christ drove closer to the Father, he's called all of us to draw closer. Thank you, Lord. He said, it's enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Here again, Jesus caught his disciples sleeping again. Jesus says, it's enough. We can see that the disciples are at the last point. Time is up. Time is up. What's your enough? Are you still sleeping? 
Are you still smoking? Are you still drinking? Are you still carousing? Are you still looking at things that you shouldn't be looking at? Jesus was just as tired as the disciples were. He had just a long day as they did. He wanted to sleep too. But he was strengthened by prayer. Luke 22, verse 43 through 44 It says, then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. We're talking about Jesus, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then he sweat became like great drops of blood falling to the ground. Even in agony. He prayed even more, and he was strengthened by the Father. You say, wait a minute, they don't say nothing about Father in there. You have to look beyond what's going to happen right here, because who do you think sent the angel? I'm just just showing you. I'm just showing you. Okay. And the same is true for us. Indeed, we're going to... The same is true for us. We need to gain strength through prayer. Our lives are series of battle, spiritual battles that are happening. What we can do, what we can do is not what we cannot face in our own strength. We need to understand that the bad, every battle is a spiritual battle. And if we do not pray, we will not win. Our human pride and human weakness, our flesh, will lead us to be defeated. Just as it did for the disciples. There will be challenges, there will be temptations and struggles that you, that cannot be avoided, but you will have to face them. How will you face them? Watch and pray. Watch and pray. We are the disciples. Let us not forget verse 42. Arise. Let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. What is your betrayer that is at hand? That you say, Lord, you've delivered me from this. God gives us the resources. God gives us the strength. He gives each one of us if we just ask. Brother, would you pray with me?
assistant, can you pray with me? And maybe you don't have to go into all details. God knows. But God wants to see your obedience. He wants to know, will you allow me to use this person to intercede on your behalf while they pray for you so then you can do the same for your brother or your sister? That's what Christ was showing. Listen, people, disciples walked with Jesus. They heard parables from Jesus. And Jesus was saying, your strength comes through prayer. And he showed that. He had that relationship with the Father that we do too. In the name of Jesus, that we can go to the throne room of God. Whatever the situation that takes place in your, in your life, for your loved one, for your family, for your finances, for your health. Mark 14, 38. Watch and pray. Lest you fall into temptation. The spirit is willing indeed, but the flesh is weak. It's a day by day battle. Father God, I just thank you for today. I thank you for the preparation. I thank you for preparing our hearts, Lord God, for this word that goes forth. Lord God, let it minister to those who hear. Lord God, is it ministering to me that I'm talking to myself, Lord God, that I am not in the boat alone, Lord God, but there are a body of believers, Lord God, that are going through their situations, Lord God, but we know that their strength in numbers, where it said two or more gathered, your presence is here. And your presence is here and now, Lord God, that you would help us, guide us, direct us, Holy Spirit, as you strengthen, as you anoint and prepare, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for all the things that you are doing through the body of believers here at Grapevine Fellowship. Father God, and for those who, not, who might not know who you are, Lord God. Today is the day that salvation, Lord God. Lord God, that you would just prick the heart, Lord God, that you would minister to that one or many, Lord God, that, that they would call upon your name, the name above every name. Lord God, I just thank you for all the things that you're doing. Bless our time together. Bless our conversation, Lord God. Bless our families, our friends, and our loved ones, Lord God. Lord God, use our testimonies to encourage others, Lord God, where hope might not be there. But you're a God of second chances, and you'll continue to be third chances and fourth chances, and continually give us his chances. You never fail. You're always faithful and you're always true, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. Bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen.